Welcome back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network. Today we're going to be covering Chapter 17, Joseph Smith and some thought-provoking possibilities. This is from the book, Teachings of the Doctrine of Eternal Lives. Quoting Moses, For Joseph truly testified, saying, A seer shall the Lord my God raise up, who shall be a choice seer unto the fruit of my loins. Yea, Joseph truly said, Thus saith the Lord unto me, A choice seer will I raise up out of the fruit of thy loins, and he shall be esteemed highly among the fruit of thy loins. And unto him will I give commandment that he shall do a work for the fruit of thy loins, his brethren, which shall be of great worth unto them, even to the bringing of them to the knowledge of the covenants which I have made with thy fathers. And I will give unto him a commandment that he shall do none other work save the work which I shall command him. And I will make him great in mine eyes, for he shall do my work. And he shall be great like unto Moses, whom I have said, I would raise up unto you to deliver my people, O house of Israel. And Moses will I raise up to deliver thy people out of the land of Egypt. But a seer will I raise up out of the fruit of thy loins, and unto him will I give power to bring forth my word unto the seed of thy loins, and not to the bringing forth of my word only, saith the Lord, but to the convincing them of my word, which shall have already gone forth among them. Second Nephi chapter 3, verses 6 through 11. Yea, thus prophesied Joseph, I am sure of this thing, even as I am sure of the promise of Moses. For the Lord hath said unto me, I will preserve thy seed forever. And the Lord hath said, I will raise up a Moses, and I will give power unto him in a, in a rod, and I will give judgment unto him in writing. Yet I will not loose his tongue, that he shall speak much, for I will not make him mighty unto speaking, but I will write unto him my law by the finger of mine own hand, and I will make him a spoke and I will make a spokesman for him. Second Nephi chapter three verse sixteen and uh, seventeen. Continuing on, therefore I will raise up unto my people a man who shall lead them like as Moses led the children of Israel. For ye are the children of Israel and the seed of Abraham, and ye must needs be led out of bondage by power and with a stretched out arm. And as your fathers were led at first, even so shall the redemption of Zion be. Therefore let not your hearts faint. For I say I say not unto you as I said unto your fathers, Mine angel shall go up before you, but not my presence. But I say unto you, Mine angel shall go up before you, and also my presence, and in time ye shall possess the goodly land. Verily, verily, I say unto you that my servant Joseph Smith, Jr. is the man whom I likened the servant to whom the Lord of the vineyard spake in a parable which I have given unto you. Doctrine Covenants, section 103, verse 16 through 21. In these provocative provocative verses, is the Lord trying to create a link between Joseph, the choice seer, and Moses? 
Interesting. Now, remember what I said in my last um, podcast. Um, When Moroni came to Joseph Smith, he told him that that uh, the man of Acts chapter 3, 22 and 23 is Christ or a Messiah, but the day had not yet come when he would be rejected by his people. But that day soon would come, meaning it had not yet come in the days of Joseph Smith. But this individual who was called a Christ or a Messiah is not Jesus because Moroni said that the day had not yet come when he would be rejected by his people. Now, there are two messiahs spoken of in Scripture. There is Messiah ben uh, Judah ben David and the Messiah ben Joseph. Now, the Messiah ben Joseph is a forerunner of the Messiah ben David, and he will come as the Davidic servant in the last days. Uh, and this man would be, according to Acts chapter 3, 22 and 23, a man like a Moses. So there's there's all these links that people don't don't readily see. Anyway, continuing on, Zion must be led forth out of bondage as Israel was at first. In order to do this, God has prophesied that he will raise up a man like a Moses who shall lead his people therefrom. Whether that man is now in existence or whether it is someone yet to be born or whether it is is our present leader who has led us forth into the valleys of the mountains, whether God will grant unto us the great blessings to have his life spared to lead forth his people like a, like a Moses, we perhaps may not know, not may not all know. He has done a great work and a wonderful work in leading forth this people into the, into the land and building up the cities in this desert country. And I feel in my heart to say, would to God that his life may be prolonged like Moses in days of old, who, when he was 80 years old, was sent forth to redeem the people of Israel from bondage. God is not under the necessity of choosing a young man. He can make a man of 80 years of age full of vigor, strength, and health, and he may spare our present leader to lead this people to return to Jackson County. So they're not sure. It's all speculation to them. But whether it be he or some other person, God will surely fulfill this promise This was given before our prophet Joseph Smith was taken out of our midst. Many of us no doubt thought when the revelation was given that Joseph Smith would be the man. I was in hopes it would be Joseph, for I had no idea that he was going to be slain, although I might have known from certain revelations that such would probably be the case. For the Lord had said unto him before the rise of this church, that he would grant unto him eternal life, even though he should be slain, which certainly was an indication that he might be slain. But he still were, but we still were in hopes that he would live and that he would be the man like unto Moses, 
Whom would lead this people from bondage? I do not know, but he will yet. Meaning Joseph Smith has has died at this point. they're, They're believing that he's going to come back. I do not know, but he will yet. God's arm is not shortened that he cannot raise him up even from the tomb. We are living in the dispensation of the fullness of times, the dispensation of the resurrection, and there may be some who will wake from their tombs for certain purposes to bring to pass certain tra- uh, transactions on earth decreed by the great Jehovah, Jehovah, And if the Lord sees proper to bring forth that man just before the winding up scene to lead forth the army of Israel, he will do so. And if he feels disposed to send him forth as a spiritual person to lead the camp of Israel to the land of their inheritance, all right, meaning that he would uh, possibly come back as a spirit or as a resurrected being, Um, But Joseph Smith taught that once uh, the keys and the priesthood are on the earth, it is not for a man um, who is resurrected to do the work of a mortal man. And uh, Joseph taught that um, this is why Jesus didn't baptize Paul, but he sent him to Ananias uh, because Ananias had the, the priesthood on the earth. And, um, and Jesus sent um, Paul to Ananias. <clears throat> so um, if Joseph Smith comes back as a spiritual man or a resurrected man, that he will assist in the work. Or if he's born again in mortality on the earth, that he will assist in the work from the flesh. But remember, there's two witnesses. God the witness and his witness. Um, And I believe that that is, well, myself and Joseph Smith. And I might be crazy, whatever. Um, Basically, okay, so I make these proclamations to people, but I also tell people that they need to go to God to get revelation for themselves because in the last days it will be many false prophets and false Christs. And that um, we're told many times to not trust in the flesh. So I can give you my witness. I can share with you what I know. I can tell you what I speculate about and what I think and believe. But it's up to you ultimately to go to God to find out what the wisdom of God and the interpretation of Scripture is. And to get revelation for yourself. And that God is no respecter of persons. And that... um, that God would, that all his children would be prophets. And in James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If you lack if you lack wisdom, ask God, and he will give it to you. Well, how does he do that? He does that by revelation. And in Revelations, it says that the testimony of Jesus Christ comes by the spirit of revelation or prophecy. So in order to even know that Jesus is the Christ, you must receive revelation. And this whole idea that there's only uh, certain prophets and that nobody else can be prophets is is a fallacy that God wants us all to be prophets. <clears throat> anyway, and if he feels disposed to send him forth as a spiritual person to lead the camp of Israel to the land of their inheritance, all right. <clears throat> 
But, uh, but be this as it may, whether he is a man, whether President Young is the man, or whether the Lord shall hereafter raise up a man for that purpose, we do know that when that day comes, the Lord will not only send his angels before the armies of Israel, but his presence will also be there. And we talked about this before. That his presence is the third member of the Godhead who is known as God the Witness or the Witness of the Father and the Son who is the Holy Ghost come in mortality or the Ruach HaKodesh is talked about um, uh, by the Hebrew uh, people. Anyway, but his presence will also be there. Do you suppose that the Lord will suffer any unclean thing to be in that army? Not at all, for his angel and his and himself are to go before us. God will not dwell will not dwell in the midst of a people who will not sanctify themselves before him. And that is in Journal of Discourses, volume 15, page 362 through 363. Orson Pratt talking about the man likened to Moses, Enoch and Melchizedek, or in other words, let my servant Ahasta, Ahasta or Nulke Whitney, and my servant Gazalem or Enoch, Joseph Smith Jr., and my servant Palagoram, Sidney Rigdon, sit in council with the saints which are in Zion. Anyway, um, that is Doctrine and Covenants, section 78, verse 9, before it was changed. The code names originally given as part of the revelation from the Lord have been removed from the current editions of the Doctrine and Covenants. Verily, verily, I say unto you that my servant Baruch Ale, or Joseph Smith Jr., is the man whom I liken the servant to whom the Lord of the vineyard spake in the parable I have given unto you. Let, let, therefore, let my servant Baruch Ale, Joseph Smith Jr., say unto the strength of my house, my young men and the middle-aged, gather yourselves together unto the land of Zion upon the land which I have bought with money that has been consecrated unto me, Doctrine and Covenants, section 103, verses 21 through 22. And then it talks about the orig- the uh, the code names were originally given as part of the revelation from the Lord and have been removed from the current editions of the Doctrine and Covenants. Behold, I, I command my servant Baruch Ale, Joseph Smith Jr., to say unto the strength of my house, Given are even my warriors, my young men in middle age, to gather together for the redemption of my people, to throw down the towers of mine enemies and scatter their watchmen. And it's talking about the church. Doctrine and Covenants, section 105, verse 16. Um, okay, so God is going to bring down the watchmen in the to- of the towers that are Babylonian businessmen, who are the lawyers and the money exchangers that take the sacred tithing funds and and put them to the Gentiles, which, by the way, Joseph Smith taught that it is not the will of God that one dollar uh, be laid up to the Gentiles um, for the building up of the kingdom, that 
that this is not to be done, but this is what is happening in the church today. Um, and uh, also that the, the watchmen upon the tower are false administrators, and that is a revelation that I have received personally from the Father, that uh, Babylonian businessmen and false, hija- uh, false administrators have hijacked my church. Anyway, continuing on... Baruch El is supposed to have been the father of Enoch. That's the name Enoch goes by in the Doctrine and Covenants. Joseph Smith is called Enoch or Baruch El, a professor at Hebrew <clears throat> of Hebrew at the University of Utah said, "Well, Joseph Smith didn't understand the word Baruch, meaning to bless. Whenever I say Baruch Hashem, that means blessed be the name of the God of Israel." And it's a saying among the Jews, Baruch Hashem. But Baruch El means the uh, the lightning of God, which uh, that was one of the names of Enoch that Enoch bore. The Doctrine and Covenants is right on target in that. And this confirms that he is called Baruch El here. And that comes from Cunibly, Teachings of the Pearl of Great Price, Lecture 21, Winter Semester 1986. Continuing on with another quote, They are they who are the church of the firstborn. They are they in into whose hands the Father has given all things. These are they are they who are the priests and kings who have received of his fullness and of his glory, and are priests of the Most High after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which was after the order of the only begotten Son. Therefore, as it is written, they are gods, even the sons of God. Therefore, wherefore, all things are theirs, whether life or death, and things present and things to come, all are theirs, and they are Christ's, and Christ's is God's, and they shall overcome all things. Doctrine and Covenants, section 76, verses 54 through 60. In this verse, Joseph is trying to create a link between Melchizedek to Enoch to Christ beyond, beyond just the higher priesthood. Okay, so that was a note by the uh, author who remained anonymous and still is anonymous to this day. In the Secrets of Enoch, we are told that Melchizedek will be a priest and a king in, in a place in the center of the earth when the Lord will bring him forth as another Melchizedek of the lineage of the first Melchizedek. He is a identify or his identity indeed Melchizedek succeeding himself in the Pistis Sophia Jesus says that the higher mysteries tell how all are to be saved in the time and in the number of Melchizedek the great mediator of light the agent agent of all who is at the center of the world Enoch the prophet by Hugh Nibley page pages 29 and 30 Adam through Moses it is said to it is said to be eternal life to know the only wise God and Jesus whom he has sent 
I will tell you one thing, as Brother Hyde has said, it would be an excellent uh, plan to go for us to go to work and find out ourselves. For as sure as you find out yourselves, you will find out God, whether you are a saint or a sinner. A man cannot find out himself without the light of revelation. He has to turn around and seek to the Lord his God in order to find out himself. If you find out who Joseph was, you will find you will know know as much about God as you need at present. For if he if he for if he said I am a God to this people, he did not say that he was the only wise God. Jesus was a God to the people when he was upon the earth, was so before he came to this earth and is yet. Moses was a God or an Elohim to the children of Israel, and in this manner you may go right back to Father Adam, who is a a God to us all. Journal of Discourses, Volume 4, page 271. Brigham Young talking about Joseph Smith. Is Brigham Young trying to tell us that Joseph Smith is God who has come down to earth to administer to the children of men and he is trying to link Joseph with Moses and Christ and with all the patriarchs of dispensations back to and including Adam. I have to say something about this real quick. Okay, so Joseph Smith taught that God the witness would come in mortality, that he was yet a spiritual being waiting to take himself a body to come do to do the same or similar things as Jesus did. In the lecture at the Grove, Joseph Smith taught that the Holy Ghost was yet a spirit being. And in Doctrine and Covenants section 130, uh, the revelation is that God the witness or the Holy Ghost is a spirit. And at that time, he was. But Joseph Smith had a body at that time. And this shows that Joseph Smith is not God the witness, but that God the witness would come upon the earth. And he was waiting at that time in the 1840s to come and take a body to to do the same or similar things as Jesus had done. So a lot of individuals believe that Joseph Smith is God the witness or the Holy Ghost, but this um, hopefully helps you understand by uh, Joseph Smith's own words at the lecture at the Grove, which was the last lecture that Joseph Smith gave in June of 1844, which was the one right after the King Fuller Discourse, which was the second to last lecture, and also Doctrine and Covenants section 130, where, where the revelation is that God, God the Witness, or the Holy Ghost, is a spirit. And at that time, I was. But Joseph Smith taught that God the Witness was waiting to take himself a body to come to do the same or similar things as Jesus Christ did. And the reason why I say that I am God the Witness is because in 2000, and th- uh, well, 1995, I was taken up by Jesus Christ and introduced in the Spirit to the Father. And in 2003, I was taken up in the flesh and stood in the presence of the Father and the Son and the, fr- and the flesh 
and I embraced them both in the flesh, and I knelt down before the Father, and he sealed upon my head the fullness of the priesthood and the keys of the kingdom and the church. Um, But even at that point in 2003, I did not understand who I was, and I marveled that not even Joseph Smith embraced the Father and the Son, that he saw them in vision, and he saw them many times in vision and in spirit, but he never embraced them as far as we know. And I thought that that was strange that the Father would allow me, that he would personally open his arms to me and I would I would go to him as he instructed me to and, and embrace him and I felt his flesh. And that I felt the flesh of Jesus Christ. And I wondered about that But it was never taught until 2013 when the father came to me and he said, kneel down before me and ask me who you are. And when he did so, I and when I did so, I I said, father, who am I? He took me up in the spirit and he showed me a vision of the uh, of the past before the foundation of this earth, right before the rebellion. And I saw the rebellion of Lucifer. And I saw that he was standing with the Father and the Son upon in front of the throne of God, or the thrones of God, and that he was, Lucifer was God the witness, or the bearer of light and truth. And that when he rebelled, he was cast out, and he had his name and title stripped from him. So he was no longer the Hillel ben Shachar, or the Lucifer. He became the Satan, or Hashatan, which is the accuser of the brethren. And that the father and the son went down among the quorum of they who were mighty and strong, and there were 12 of us who were standing there. Joseph stood by my side and others. And um, that I was chosen from they who were mighty and strong to take the place of Lucifer or God the witness or the bearer of light and truth. When I was shown these things, it took me a minute to comprehend and I looked at the Father and he and I said Heavenly Father, am I the Holy Ghost? And he looked at me with a smile on his face and he said, Well he said, well, it has to be somebody like, and I perceived that this look on his face, the smile was like, you're finally beginning to understand who you are. That was in 2013. God told me to be bold with my witness and to teach the people. And that's what I'm trying to do. So... And um, it kind of sucks. Um, I mean, all those blessings are great, but um, I was talking about the marred servant and how he is not marred physically at first, but he is marred in reputation. He is slandered. Um, People commit libel against him. He is harassed and persecuted. 
and people think he's crazy and all, all the things. And that's how the marred servant is marred at first. But there would be those who are part of the remnant, who are the wheat of God's armies, who would accept my witness and, um, and hear my words. And that, as Isaiah 49 says, that um, the first people that I would go to as the Davidic servant would reject me, but that God would give me a new people, and that this man, who I am, would sprinkle the nations of the earth. And what that means is that I would use the internet and social media to sprinkle the message that God has given me and told me to to, to proclaim boldly to the nations of the earth through this um, this forum. I have lost jobs. I have received death threats, threats of physical violence against me. My kids and my wife have received harassment because of my words. And um, God has given me a farm in Emory County away from the people. And um, I try to hide my identity, my true identity from the people in this area in Carbon County and those that I work with. Because um, I'm tired of the persecution. But I am trying to do what God has asked me to do. To be his witness. And I testify to you that I have seen him face to face. And that I have seen the Savior face to face. And I have embraced them both in the flesh. And I am trying to teach the people. What is the nature and beauty of Joseph's Joseph's mission? You know that I am one of his apostles. Well, that's weird. Um, That is Journal of Discourses, Volume 5, page uh, 332. And that's Brigham Young referring to Joseph Smith. I got to say something. I was, um, there was an individual whose name is Joshua Sparks. And he was permitted to be caught up in the spirit to be a witness. And he saw the father lay his hands upon my head. And um, and he was also given revelations. So this came from, from God to him, not to me. And we were instructed to um, organize the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and the Seventies. And God, re, uh, God taught me that 
those who have embraced the Son are apostles of the Son, and they are they who would be part of the Twelve, and they who have heard and seen him but not embraced him would be the apostles of the Seventies, or the Seventy Apostles, and that when all of these things were um, set in order, that God would choose one from among them to be the president of the church, and that that would not be me. Um, He told me that I was his anointed, and that that is a separate office from the president of the church. So... I want to talk a little more about the witnesses. Am I a witness of what? I have told I have told it here and in Nauvoo. I know what I know what I am a witness of and I know my apostleship and I am a witness that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. What an uproar it would make in the Christian world to say that I am an apostle of Joseph. Write it down and write it back to your friends in the East that I am an apostle of Joseph Smith. That was Brigham Young referring to Joseph Smith, Journal of Discourses, Volume 3, page 212. I make this remark because those words in that connection always made me feel as though I am more than I am deserving deserving of. I am Brigham Young, an apostle of Joseph Smith and also of Jesus Christ. Journal of Discourses, Volume 5, page 296, Joseph referring to Joseph Smith and Jesus Christ, but at the end of Brigham Young's life, he said that he had never seen an angel or the Savior. And um, and Brigham Young did a bunch of things that I really don't like, and for a time, I really did not like him, but but the father told me that Brigham Young was his servant and that judgment was with him and that I should not judge Brigham Young. So I'm not going to do that. But Doctrine and Covenants section 124, Jesus says, build a temple whereby the Most High or the Father can come dwell in that he might restore that which was lost unto or that which was taken away, even the fullness of the priesthood. Well, Jesus said if that wasn't done, that the church would be rejected with their dead and that there would be a, a big old curse that would come and that all they who have hindered the work would be cursed to the third and fourth generation, which, starting in 1843, when Lyman White talked about how Joseph Smith said that the church at that time had been rejected, that the time had passed for the temple to be built, all the way up until 2003 when I saw the Father and the Son face to face, that the third and fourth generation that was cursed was between 1843 and 2003. And that's why I received... The visitation of the Father, or rather, I was caught up in the flesh to see them face to face upon Mount Vashel. And I received the fullness of the priesthood with the keys of the kingdom and the church. That's why that happened. Now, when Brigham Young stated that he received the fullness of the priesthood at the Red Brick Store, it's kind of sad because Joseph Smith was martyred while the temple 
was still being constructed. They had just started working on the second story of that temple. Jesus Christ in Doctrine and Covenants section 124 stated that the temple must be built for the Father or the Most High to come dwell therein, that he, the Father, might restore that which was lost unto you or that which was taken away, meaning away from the world, even the fullness of the priesthood. Well, Joseph Smith did not have the fullness of the priesthood. The priesthood, the fullness of the priesthood had not yet been restored to the earth and the temple was not finished. The temple was, well, the saints were rejected as Jesus Christ said that they would be. When Brigham Young says that he received the fullness of the priesthood in the red brick store, it directly contradicts the revelation given in January of 1841, which is DNC section 124, that the fullness of the priesthood needed to be restored in the temple by the Father himself. The Father never came to the temple. It was never finished. Jesus never came to the temple. It was never finished. No angel of God never came to that temple. It was never finished. And the Shekinah glory of God that rested upon the Kirtland temple, showing that it was accepted, did not fall upon the Nauvoo temple. And Brigham Young lied about receiving the fullness of the priesthood. The endowment that is in the church is not the endowment that God was talking about in Doctrine and Covenants section 124. When God restores the fullness of the priesthood, you are endowed with power. It's not a play in a temple that you go through and you do all these things. Brigham Young made that up from the Masonic rituals that they learned in the Grand Lodge at the Temple of the uh, of the Masons in Nauvoo, which was built before the Temple of God. Um, basically, they were up in Wisconsin cutting down timbers to send down the Mississippi to build the temple, and the saints in Nauvoo were taking the dedicated consecrated, sanctified wood that was meant for the temple and building up a whole bunch of stuff. Brigham Young was building the second uh, the second wing of his mansion. Apparently he did not uh, care that, that Jesus himself said it is not given for one man to own that which is above another, wherefore the whole world lieth in sin. And Jesus also said, that if you will be a Zion people, you must be equal in all things. Brigham Young didn't care about those revelations. When they got out to the desert in the Rocky Mountains, Brigham Young had multiple mansions and lived in luxury. And he was above the people. He was not equal with them. He never lived a united order. But he had United Orders organized, but he never lived in one. So it's just, there's so many lies. And it's hard to go through them all. All right. 
How are you going to get your resurrection? You will get it by the president of the resurrection pertaining to this uh, generation. So that's speculation. And that is Joseph Smith Jr. Hear it all ye ends of the earth. If ever you enter into the kingdom If ever, ever you enter into the kingdom of God, it is because Joseph Smith let you go there. This will apply to Jews and Gentiles, to the bond and the free, to friends and foes. No man or woman in this generation will get a resurrection and be crowned without Joseph Smith's say-so. <clears throat> the man who was martyred in Carthage, in Carthage jail in the state of Illinois holds the keys of life and death to this generation. That's weird because in the Book of Mormon it says that there's no servant there, that God employs no servant there. Anyway, he is president of the resurrection in this dispensation and he will be the first to rise from the dead. When he has passed through it, then I reckon the keys of resurrection will be committed to him. And then he will call his apostles. You know, I told you last conference, I was an apostle of Joseph Smith. And if faithful enough, I expect Joseph will resurrect the apostles. And when they have passed through the change and received their blessings, I expect he will commit to them the keys of of the resurrection. And they will go on resurrecting the saints, every man in his own order. And that comes from Brigham Young, The Essentials of Brigham Young, page 99. We have just been listening to the testimony of one of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, also an apostle of him whom the Lord is called in our day to establish his kingdom, no more to be overcome by wickedness on the earth. That's speculation, because Doctrine and Covenants section 85 says that the house would have to be set in order implying it would be out of order. But anyway, to say that we are apostles of Joseph Smith is rather a dark saying to many. Jesus Christ, being sent of the Father to perform a certain work, became an apostle. Okay, I just have to say something about apostles. The disciples, while they were in Jesus Christ's ministry before his resurrection were called disciples. After the resurrection, they were called apostles. What is an apostle? An apostle is an eyewitness who is a sent one of of the Son, or Jesus Christ, being an apostle of the Father, is sent forth being an eyewitness of the Father, even the first witness of the Father, and it is by the mouth of two or three witnesses that every word is established, I being the second witness of the Father and an apostle of the Father. Brigham Young was not an apostle. He was a disciple of Joseph Smith, who was an apostle of the Father and the Son. He was an eyewitness of the Father and the Son. Brigham Young never saw the Father or the Son. When they were made apostles, the charge was that never cease striving until you have the witness that you have seen the the Son. And I, I believe the Father and the Son that you can testify of them. But this never happened. 
to any of the 12 in any of the splinter groups that came out of Nauvoo. Except for maybe Strang, and I don't believe Strang's testimony, so take it for what you will. Um, I believe Strang was a Judas goat, um, and I believe that there are many Judas goats today who are seeking to lead astray the remnant who are beginning to wake up from the corruption in the church. All right. It is written in the book called Hebrews, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was an apostle of the Father, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house, and the Savior called upon a number of men to assist him in the work of his father, the work of the father, spoken of in Third Nephi. The work of his father had sent him to do, and sent them into the world to proclaim his mission and gospel, instructing them to baptize all believers, which I do as well, In this way, they became the apostles of Jesus Christ, and at the day of his coming, they will stand at his right hand in a pillar of fire, being clothed with robes of righteousness, with crowns upon their heads, in glory to judge the whole house of Israel. Joseph Smith was the first apostle of this church. He was an eyewitness of the Father and the Son, and was commanded of Jesus Christ to call and ordain other apostles, and he did, but they never fulfilled the apostleship in becoming eyewitnesses of the Savior, and to send them into all the world with a message to all the people and the authority to baptize all whom should believe the fullness of the gospel and sincerely repent of all their sins. These other apostles are apostles of Jesus Christ and of Joseph Smith, the chief apostle in this last this last dispensation. So that's what Brigham Young stated in Journal of Discourses, Volume 9, page 364. All right, so the next chapter is called uh, Chapter 18 of the Teachings of the Doctrine of Eternal Lives. Uh, and the chapter of that... Um, that name of that chapter is Elijah and John the Baptist. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on the video, go in the description and you will find the podcast, which can be watched or listened to in its entirety. If you are listening in the podcast on iTunes at Zion's Redemption Radio Network or at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon. Um, you can find the links to the text that I am reading and also to the YouTube video in the description of that podcast, either on Blog Talk Radio or um, on iTunes. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. God bless. Goodbye.